Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to another festive nonsense retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick. Joining me equally as always is Devon. Hello, and welcome to another one of Rick's painted rambly intros. Let's start with our good old time and tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me today? Pick any fictional planet ever. You get to rule it. Which planet? Oh, uh, hmm. You know, maybe if I was in charge of Planet Vegeta, they wouldn't have gone to shit and gotten blown up. But uh, I don't, I don't think, think I could st- have done much against Freezer. I also don't think you'd be strong enough to keep rule for very long. No, no. <laughs> Although, by all accounts, the only ones that were actually any strong were, uh, like, the actual um, nobility. Because regular Saiyans could just be jobbers. Sure, but bear in mind, I didn't say you got any new powers. I just said you're in charge. Sure. Um, hmm. Well, if you're in charge of Coruscant, you basically rule the universe in Star Wars. So. I don't think that's correct. (laughs) I think if you're in charge of Coruscant in this context, that means you're the equivalent of Mayor of Coruscant rather than the Galactic uh, Emperor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, that said, I'm trying to think of somewhere that would actually be fun to be in charge of. And um, man, man, the places from Tainted Space that I can think of, the closest thing to a fun place would be uh, Tavros Station. And that's uh, that's not even a planet. I mean, there's New Texas. There's all the other places. Oh, yeah, there's New Texas. Yeah, New Texas. Texas. Yeah, let's pick New Texas. <laughs> How about you? What are you picking? Uh, I'd pick Mobius, because then I would be the king of the Furbies. The Furbies? Furries. <laughs> king of the Furbies. <laughs> Listen, if there was yeah, a role I, uh... of king of the Furbies, I'd take it, because enough people are freaked out by Furbies that I'd have a lot of power. Yes. <laughs> like a proper cult leader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I discounted Mobius, because like half the time it just gets mashed in with New Earth these days, so uh... So yeah, that was a good pick. That was a good pick. I mean, they've actually put out a statement saying that, uh, no, it was meant to be Earth the whole time. It's just they had to translate it for American audiences because they didn't like the idea. They thought American audience weren't ready for the concept of Earth but Sonic. Yep, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My one for you is, can you think of a single most memorable Christmas. I mean, that's basically what we're doing anyway today. Yeah, we're doing specifically gifts, really, um, today as our as our thing. But can you think of a uh, a Christmas day that was uh, more memorable than any other? No, because they're all the same. You you go. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, mine was the first time we left the house for Christmas and uh, went to go spend it with uh, with my auntie. It was something that was far and away different to the ones that we'd done in the past because we weren't at home. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about the top five most memorable gifts that we got for Christmas, and we'll start with you. What was your, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, the rescue on Geonosis board game. Okay, okay. This board um, game is, this... is something I never actually played. None of us wanted to play it. The rules were like 20 pages long. It was a, the reason why it's memorable, it was a big board with big cardboard cutouts that made it 3D, and you had little cutouts of the characters characters including Count Dooku and Anakin so we just played with those <laughs> did it at least look cool I just said it looked cool yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty fun one but it's a yeah a, a, a lot like a lot of things when your kids didn't actually use it properly <laughs> well, it's one of those where I'd be curious to get my hands on something like it today to see what the rules actually were because it looked like some bullshit mm. 
Well, we saw that Star Wars looking thing in um, in WH Miss, didn't we? That um, that big old um, well, because it has modern minis, and it was like ninety quid. Uh, yeah, I ha- I'm blanking on what you're talking about, so you just go with it. Okay. Well, we were, it was when I was down by you, and we saw the the big old board game that cost infinity pounds, and no- nobody bought it because it cost infinity pounds, and also it was like the, the size of a suitcase. Fair um, enough. But yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming it would be something similar. Well, except it was all made out of cards, so significantly smaller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And could be, you know, packed away a lot easier. <laughs> How about you? What's your number five? My number five, I've got listed down as my Airfix Tracy Island. So I know you've got a bit of antipathy towards Thunderbirds, but when uh, when I was a kid, it was one of the few things that were on TV. <laughs> uh, so... You either liked it or you just skipped evenings. So yeah, I was a I was a Thunderbirds fan when I was a kid. When they brought out Tracy Island, the island the playset, it was like Rocking Lost Turds. So my folks got me an Airfix version instead. And while we were building it, I broke it yeah. because uh, I I saw there was a spring and I was like, oh, what's this? And I pulled it and it was forever deformed, so it never worked. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't give model kits to children, right? Because they will fuck it up and then they'll cry and be upset and you'll. Like, I can't fix it for you, and I also can't buy you a new one. That cost me too much money. Yep. <laughs> Man. Yeah, because other model kits that I'd had before that were Lego, so... <laughs> That's not a model kit. That's no, Lego. it's not. It's Lego. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dude, 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 you just reminded me. There was, like, a story on Reddit of um of some parents doing... I It still baffles me that they thought this was a good idea, but they bought their kid a Lego playset for Christmas, one of those big fuck-off ones, and they were like, oh, let's... Yeah save him time and, and they built yeah. it for him and then wrapped up the built thing and then he got his present and he started crying because he wanted lego because he wanted to build it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like oh it's it, I don't even... I feel slightly bad for the parents because they clearly didn't get it. And I I bet you any money what happened was is the parents had a gift when they were children that required assembly before you could use it and they got it unassembled and they didn't know what to do. So they thought they were skipping that step. But fuck, that's unfortunate, ain't it? Yeah, it's unfortunate all round. Yeah. (laughs) So what's your your number four? My number four, continuing the Star Wars film... uh, Film? Theme. Uh, Remember, this is memorable gifts. They don't have to be good. Doesn't apply to this one. Um... It was the Qui-Gon Jinn toy lightsaber. Ah, yeah, sweet, sweet. So, stop. It was one of the cooler ones, yeah. Here's the thing. Me and my brother both wanted Darth Mauls because, of course, we did. It was cool. Mm-hmm. However, they couldn't get the Darth Maul one because every child wanted the Darth Maul one. Yep, yep. <laughs> but we did get two Qui-Gon Jinn ones, so we whacked the shit out of each other that Christmas day. <laughs> yeah, they, um, the only place you could get Darth Maul thing in our town was at the comic shop because uh, basically they got bought and resold uh, en masse so if if they ever popped up like Toy Master or Toys R Us somebody would buy it and stick it up on eBay Um, the comic shop did get a few and were able to sell a few and yeah they were more expensive but not by much so yes I did manage to get one of those myself but it was out of my own pocket money. (laughs) I I was going to say here's the difference you would have been almost an adult by then I was not even 10. Yeah, I'd have been like 15, 16. Yeah. It's one of those. Um, also, weird coincidence, but about three years ago, my brother found a Darth Maul lightsaber toy for like 50 okay. quid on somewhere, and he just went, I- I'm not going to do anything with it. In fact, it still sits in the hallway doing fuck all, but he bought it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, I'm assuming it's one of the plastic 
ones, not the uh, like really good one. No, it, it, toys, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we're not. Uh, we've got a friend who spent a lot of money on a replica lightsaber, and it's cool. It looks cool. I don't see the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like different tiers of toy, like the Force FX one with the. That's uh, not a toy at that point. That is a prop, essentially. Yeah. No, when I say toy, I mean marketed towards children because they are gonna whack it. They are gonna break it. That's why they're cheap. Yeah, a chunky one where the only moving part is the retractable blade. Yeah, except because it's like those old traffic cone things where it just extends, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I remember when, um, like, the original trilogy ones, you had a, a traffic cone bit that was always stuck out when it was turned off. Yes, exactly. That's then, that's what the level the toys were during the prequel trilogy as well. Uh, during the prequel trilogy, that was the first time they could retract into the hilt. Okay, not the one we got. Huh, weird. Rick, cheap. But yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. How about you? What's your number four? Uh, my number four is the my first Christmas holiday. So this was the year my my nan passed away. And Rick, 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 Rick. Thought, what fucking picture am I using for this? Just a caravan? A hotel. Like, because we went to a big old hotel and had an all-inclusive holiday because none of us had any reason to be in the UK. So instead of getting each other presents, we just all contributed to having a holiday. Could you at least tell me where? Yeah, this was in Tenerife. That's and, not a fucking uh, holiday. That's some bullshit where adults get drunk. I mean, yeah, that's the whole point. Basically, the whole point was to go and have an all-inclusive booze up for, like, six days and then come home. That sounds fucking miserable, uh, Wick, but hey, it's it's your holiday memories. <laughs> it, it, it it kind of was, but, um, like, we, we it was memorable. No, I get you. We prefaced this me. with uh, with memorable and also... Oh, so we should probably remind folk halfway through the episode. For me, this is exclusively Christmas gifts, but because Rick was born about three days before Christmas, he always gets his birthday and Christmas lumped in together. Yep. <laughs> so, what's going to be your number three? My number three is, I can't remember how young when I got this was, but it just sticks in my fucking brain. A giant fuck off. So, I must have been pretty small, because at the time it, it seemed gigantic, but it probably wasn't even two foot tall. Um, It was a plastic castle wall with a bunch of little dudes. Yeah, was it a Playmobil? I, f- I don't think it was Playmobil, because I don't think my family could afford Playmobil, but it was Playmobil adjacent. Sure, sure. <laughs> But, like, I could put the wall on my bed and it would section off the bed, basically. And there were so many little dudes, you'd put them on the castle wall and they'd be like, fuck off, dragon, and there'd be no dragon because that didn't come with it. But you'd pretend there was one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you were the dragon. You you <laughs> were attacking and they were defending against you, yeah. <laughs> but they were smart, though, because while fundamentally all the little dudes were the same, they had two different colour types for, for armour. They had white armour and black armour with red highlights and blue highlights lights and they all had different weapons there was only like eight dudes but it felt like there was a hundred yeah yeah sweet that's kind of cute yeah like let's put it this way i can't remember how old i was when i got that thing and yet at the age of 31 i still remember getting it and it being magical yeah (laughs) <laughs> How about you, Rick? What's your number three? My number three is very definitely a lumped-in present. It was the Sega Dreamcast. It was the, the last console that I had bought for me. And uh, because, well, very soon I was going to be, uh, like, over 18. Because this was when I was, like, 15 or so. And, uh, yeah, I got the I got the Dreamcast. It was as close to release as I've ever gotten a console. And, yeah, are it we, was fantastic. Are we um, helping um, propel the stereotype of all... British dudes think about is how good Dreamcast was. <laughs> a little bit, but I was a Sega kid before that anyway. Like, um, I had a Mega Drive before that. That was the only. Well, okay, I think I had a Game Gear as well later on, but yeah. Have you Game Gear? Doesn't the count. Only home... 
<laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, um, I had no console that wasn't Sega before that. Didn't the Game Gear like, um, need like six batteries and it was impossible to actually play portable? Oh, yeah. It chewed through six batteries in like a few hours. Yeah. It was a little bit before my time, Rick. That's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it was six AA batteries. It chewed through them in a couple of hours as opposed to the Game Boy, which used four batteries and would last a week. I think the funniest yeah. thing is, is I remember <laughs> on someone else's podcast, they were, they were shitting on the Game Boy and they eventually talked about the Game Gear, which one of them had, and they said, this is why I hate portable consoles, because I had to sit next to the wall with it plugged into the wall because you couldn't take it fucking anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we... Um... We looked into while I was while I was away with it the first time I got it buying rechargeable batteries just because it was chewing through them so quickly. <laughs> like you say that, but like I shit you not, the Game Boy is the reason why we did that in my household because batteries were expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, the reason I bought rechargeable batteries was for an MP3 player that I bought one time. Man, showing your day. fucking age. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> an MP3 player that needed a fucking battery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I joke and I mock, but like my first thing was an MP3 player, but it only needed one battery and it lasted like three days. And people took the piss out of yeah, me for yeah. using that instead of my phone. And then I showed them my phone, and they were like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, yeah. My phone at the time was a 3310. So yeah, yeah. Um, the MP3 player. Well, exactly. It would last it would last a day because i would I'd use it on the train into school and i would use it on the uh, the bus home and that was like three plus hours of shit so yeah that was that was a decent day worth of like time to use it for i do remember one time i got patted down to go into a place and they went is this a knife i went no it's my for free player dude and i had to take it out and <laughs> show them because it was a stupid little fucking triangle. Like, you know, a 3D triangle. Yeah. Like, long. Uh, and I was just like, look, it's, it's, this is what you felt. I, can, I do not carry weapons. <laughs> can I please go to the bar? <laughs> <laughs> and there, what's going to be your number two? Number two is the reason why I specified earlier that they don't have to be good memories, because my number two memorable gift is Final Fantasy Spirits Within. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the dvd that ruined christmas it didn't ruin christmas i had a lovely christmas i just remember really fucking hating square after this <laughs> yeah 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 and uh probably thinking that they deserved it when they had to merge and become square enix rick i was young enough that i didn't know that was a thing yeah fair enough <laughs> i um the game i played previous to this was final fantasy 9 which is my favorite final fantasy of all fucking time and i went mm -hmm. there's a movie of final fantasy yeah. i wonder what it oh mm. this is i can't remember the plot at the age of 31 i can't remember the plot of the film i just remember being like this is shit yep i remember dr aki ross and i remember that i think sid dies and yeah there's a bunch of ghosts that can that are, seem to be invincible and they can just rip out your soul and that's what they could do yeah, I, and that's do, what the spirits within are i don't fucking know we're gonna do it for the podcast one day and i can't wait to be fucking annoyed all over again who knows it could just i don't know if the film was actually good or not i think it might have just been taken by by the fact that I was expecting a fun Final Fantasy-esque adventure, and instead I got whatever the fuck this was. Yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> and, you it's know, what it wasn't. And the thing that I hated most was I asked for it. I wanted mm. it for Christmas, and God damn it, it couldn't have been the easiest thing to get, and I got it for Christmas, and it was shit. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Rick? What's your number two? <laughs> 
My number two is uh, it's the Amiga, an Amiga A600. This is something that my family bought me when I was rather small. Probably too small to appreciate the thing, but it was basically an entire computer built into a keyboard. Uh, it didn't have a hard drive. Uh, it had it took floppy disks that were smaller than the well, not small. Well, they had less storage than a regular floppy disk at the time, so that's the amount of data you could get on them. It took like three disks to play uh, Street Fighter 2. And uh, yeah, it was very definitely my first actual thing that I owned that was a console adjacent thing. So it was meant to be more of a computer than a console, but I only ever used it for games until I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a computer for a long time. I sure as shit didn't get my own computer for a long time because my first own computer I didn't get until I was in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, actual computer came a lot later, like when I was about 13 or 14 or so. And uh, yeah, that was it was for the house. Well, yeah, because I don't think uh, we're in that weird group, aren't we? because you and I are millennials. It's one of those where mm. the younger generation doesn't seem to understand that the, the reason why we're in a weird fucking place, uh, that we are, we being our generation, is when we were kids, we didn't have fuck all for technology. And then about 1998 happened. <laughs> and all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, like... we all had technology. And kids knew how to use it, but adults didn't. So you get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was also the fact that the internet was a wild west back then as well. So, like, you, you could, if you knew of a weird website, you just shared it with your mates. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did shock sites ever went. go away? Uh, or are they, is it just that know. nowadays kids and people in general just sort of go, oh, that's probably something fucked up, so I'm not going to click it. Whereas us being kids and stupid, we're just like, oh, lemon party, what the fuck could that be? Granted, that was not yeah. by any stretch of the imaginations the worst one, but you know. Yeah, to my to my everlasting credit, the uh, the thing that I have never seen is two girls, one cup, and I'm going to try and keep it that way. That wasn't even an internet meme. That was something people had on their phones back when, you know, Back when phones didn't really have internet. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there was a very definite, like, tiered system of not having a computer to having a computer to having the internet, because the internet was, like, a super luxury even for people that had computers back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I remember, like, I watch uh, Only Plays on occasion, and uh, one Mr. Zach Hadel was on it semi-frequently. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he still is. I haven't watched their content in ages. But um, I remember one time he made the point that um, people, people, the reason why people get so offended by the internet nowadays it's because they're fucking idiots and treat it like their living room yeah okay whereas okay, back back in the day people would just go it might not even been zach it might have been lyle i i think they were both on the same video and it's just like back in the day you'd say something on the internet and someone would say something back and you'd go who gives a fuck it's just the internet yeah 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 and nowadays it's weird it's isn't not, it because um, everyone's been brought up on it and they're just kind of ingrained in it and it's like fuck yeah i feel it i feels it so we get to our all important number one what's your number one spot yeah it's gonna be the playstation one yeah this was <laughs> my first console, Rick. Technically, it was a shared gift mm. between me and my brother, but my brother didn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, that's the best kind of shared gift. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's one of those where I think we also got the PS2 as a shared gift but when we got to PS3 it was like that got gifted to me and then PS4 I had to get on my own uh, onwards mm. but yeah the PS1 was definitely my favourite gift ever it got it kickstarted me into getting interested in gaming because as fun as the Game Boy was it was kind of eh uh, <laughs> yeah like apart from like Pokemon like there, there weren't very many amazing Game Boy games you know what I enjoyed Pokemon because it managed to give me a kickstart into socialising with other kids on the playground but uh, I honestly prefer the Super Mario Land games. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but no one fucking played those. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if they did, what were they going to do? Look over your shoulder while you played it? I don't know, man. You and I have some pretty in-depth discussions about games. Granted, it would have been a bit more limited vocabulary rise as children, but yeah. But also, we've got the um, we've got the perspective of more games in our like collective consciousness, you know. Okay, Whereas but on the when, playground, when seven. Rick, we used to try and play video games in real life. I think I've told this story on the podcast multiple times, but uh, when Final Fantasy X and the PlayStation 2 came out, uh, a group of friends were like, we're going to play FF10. And I was like, I don't I don't have that. Can I be an FF9 character? And the guy in charge of the of the group of friends was like, yes, you can. But because you're from FF9, that means you're weaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such dumb kid logic, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, it's funny now, but as a child, you can uh, imagine I was very annoyed by that statement. Like, no, Freya can yeah. kill all of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, dumb shit, dumb shit. Um, I still remember the first two games we got with the PS One uh, as well. Oh, what'd you get? Uh, we got Star Wars: Phantom Menace, the video game, which was awful. Of course, yeah. of course, at the time it blew my fragile little mind, and I loved it. Um, we also <laughs> got this weird Jurassic Park game where you played as a Velociraptor. Okay, it was very weird because it was like a two D side scroller, which is not something I would ever have put with the Jurassic Park license. Well, that said, like one of the better Jurassic Park games on like the uh, the Mega Drive was one of those where you just like it was like Jurassic Park Primal or something or Fair. Rampage Edition or something. Fair enough, but when you're a weak piddly ass dinosaur, it was not fun. I definitely played Star Wars sure. more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing that Star Wars game on the PC, and what made it way better on the PC is because you could just type in a code of I am Obi. <laughs> just be Obi-Wan Kenobi on the Padme levels. <laughs> on the PS1, there was a cheat code that put you in the debug menu, and the, de- okay. and the debug menu let you toggle invincibility, but it wasn't real invincibility, because you still took damage, but you got down to one health, and it was like, you'd never go below that one, but it made you feel real bad. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you could still fall to your death, which just happened all the time on Coruscant. I never... <laughs> because of debug menu, you could also just jump to any level you wanted. I spent so much time on Tatooine. Yep. Because <laughs> those levels require minimal fighting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But anyway, um, um, what about you, Rick? What's your number one present gift of all time from Christmas and or birthday? My number one, and again, these are memorable, not because they're good, but because they're memorable, is a nativity set. And this was from when I had first gone to school and first started getting indoctrinated into La La Jesus, everybody clap your hands. Um, when my parents asked me what I wanted for Christmas, I said, oh, I want a baby Jesus. And they said, okay, but what do you really want? And uh, I I didn't understand that you, wa- you were meant to ask for something good for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I get that super hard because... Uh... Uh, the weird thing about it probably happens in religion in general but like our experiences exclusively with Christianity I assume probably C of E yeah 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 definitely um, C of E yeah where they do this weird thing where it's like you've got to you've got to say things that align with Jesus and God and the church because then you get a big clap for yourself if you don't say things that be- begin with Jesus and God and the church you, we don't like you mm. and mm. when you're six you really want to be liked yeah. by everyone especially the big imaginary man in the sky that decides whether you go to hell or not. <laughs> and just as important, the um, the big teacher who is four times your size and is the one who is deciding whether or not you're a good boy or a bad boy. 
Yeah, we're lucky, aren't we, Rick? Because we were brought up in a generation where teachers weren't allowed to hit us no more. Uh, yeah, yeah, they weren't allowed to hit you, but they were allowed to make sure that you were a bad boy. Oh, yeah, you could and be emotionally manipulated and scarred, but at least not physically beaten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they can be uh, slower to act against bullying as well. And no teacher ever has acted against bullying because then they get in trouble. Yep, 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 yep. Because you're not allowed to show favouritism because that's how the world works. We're getting off topic. Um, It's one of those where... um, I don't know about you, Rick, but my primary school was incredibly religious. And it's only looking back at it I realised how religious it was. Because every Tuesday we had a lesson in the afternoon where we had to walk to the church and the vicar would do it. Yeah, yeah, very similar. It was very. It was a C of E church uh, for school and very often we would go walk to the church um it would be a different one every time uh so every every year group got a different day yeah 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 uh but yeah the the vicar would do something in the church yeah it was usually some bullshit story that made no sense yeah yeah basically what you'd get basically sunday light yeah, but here's the thing is, my uh, family wasn't religious, Rick, so we didn't go to service on a Sunday, except for on Memorial Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. I heard about kids doing Sunday school and, like, what they'd done and what they'd made and things like that. And, like, one time, oh, we made mints at Sunday school. I'm like, oh, man, I want to make mints. So I then wanted to go to Sunday school. <laughs> you poor uh, dumb fuck. <laughs> So uh, I ended up doing it three weeks out of four because the fourth week would be just they couldn't be bothered doing the Sunday school, so it was just church for everyone. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Man, I'm just remembering Cole Pilkington when he got roped into doing church shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those yeah. where, like, um, yeah, it's so fucking bizarre, isn't it? Rick, do you remember the moment when you decided religion was bullshit? Uh, I think it was when my granddad died. Ooh. Mine was <laughs> yeah, nowhere near yeah, as serious so. as that, but go ahead. Yeah, about uh, six and a half years old, which, you know, is... There's a big, a massive gap in your uh, in your life between, like, when you're four and a half to six and a half, because it's between when you're first having memories really form and when you're first being able to make choices. And, yeah, it, that was... Uh, I went from, yeah, let's have a baby Jesus for Christmas to, yeah, this is bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. From from then on, it was always whenever I had to sing, it wasn't with any any form of uh, reverence or seriousness. So how about you? What was your uh, awakening moment? Yeah, it was very weird. I think I was about eight or nine, so a little bit older. Um, I um, we had an assembly from someone who was religious, and I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. I might not have said it on the podcast. Where um, they basically said, as their analogy, does anyone here not believe in God? And some people raised their hands. I didn't because I was a good little boy i'm like no i believe in the god and the jesus and then the presenter said um well here's the thing you can't see or talk to god you just have to believe he's there and it's like okay faith i understand the concept it's like if you came up to me and said you had a headache there's no way you can prove you have a headache i just have to believe you have a headache and that's the moment where i went that's bullshit this is what you're comparing it to as a nine-year-old child i was thinking this up until then i hadn't questioned it and in that moment i was like that's that's stupid why is this stupid (laughs) (laughs) a person single-handedly like don't get me wrong i was never like seriously thinking about religion at any point in my life but people were religious enough to be like influence me enough to be like yeah i believe in the god and the jesus and this one person shattered that by being stupid (laughs) yep (laughs) oh goodness man i I think santa lasted longer than god i mean if you were six when you decided that you didn't believe in god no more then yeah santa probably did yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> I believed in Santa for way too long. I think I was eleven. Yep, yep, yep. I remember. I I know that by the time uh like Earthworm Jim was out, and I was like twelve, thirteen, I decided to um kind of soft start believing in Santa again in terms of like okay, yeah, this is for younger kids. Well, here's the thing, Rick. I I appreciate you're an only child, but I have a younger sister. So even when I knew Santa was bullshit, I still had to. <laughs> I still had to pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it for today. If you like the video, you've got the comic section down below on YouTube, and if you're listening via one of the many audio versions, we've got the email instead, which would go to nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. And join us again for another fun-filled nonsense retrospective, Christmas-themed. See you later, everybody. The rest of them aren't Christmas-themed. <laughs>